Hello, listeners. You're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. It's uh, Davy Rispin and Mickey Brennan here with you, as always. And uh, I suppose there's only one place to start on this week's podcast, and we are going to dedicate our podcast to uh, a lady um, who has massive ties to the GA in Mead and, of course, Dunshockland, and that is, of course, Maria Keeley Johnson. Um, you know, a lot of people would know her as Maria Keeley Davy. Um, uh, what an absolute you know, legend, um, you know, what she has done for ladies football in in Mead and in her club, Camogie, um, you know, synonymous with the Dunshockland Club, the Dunshockland Royal Gales Club, um, won so much with them, won an All-Ireland title at under-16, captain Mead to an All-Ireland uh, final and unfortunately um, passed away last Friday and um, there's only one place we can start and that is by you know, paying our condolences to the Keeley family and speaking a little bit about Maria. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know we were just talking off air, Mickey, and it's it's only a matter of weeks and uh, since we we presented or or Dunshockland presented her with a very special award at their dinner dance, in which we were emceeing. You know, and um, it was a really poignant sort of night, and it was it was great. I mean, the ovation she got that night, standing ovation as she came up to stage to collect it, and that. Um, and you know, here we are. What like four or five weeks you know later um she had a, she she fought a great sort of fight as well um taken far too young um and as you say like she she left a lasting legacy not just in i suppose ladies football or men's football but as you say camogie um everything else she obviously had the fitness um the fitness uh shop or place out in Kilmessen, which I know a lot of the inter-county players in Mead as a whole used and uh, they, they grew very fond of her, you know, over the years there. And uh, we've we've obviously been very close to the Keelys down through the years as well. And I've, I've got, got very close to the likes of Richie and Adam who have been represented on Chocolate this year. And I mean, what they were dealt with sort of on the eve of probably one of the biggest games in the club's history must have been extremely difficult for for not just them, but for everybody associated with Dunshockland. Um And... I suppose when it did come to, to pass on Saturday, the game, the whole thing was sort of put into to complete another perspective. Like, and I, I know in fairness to the lads and everybody else, they managed to somehow hold it together right up until the final whistle blew. And, and then it was just this outpouring of, of pure and utter raw emotion. Um, but, but like I say, the, the result almost seemed completely academic because of the, the events of the previous 24 hours. Yeah, really did, and and exactly as you said, put it all into perspective. You know, a GA woman through and through. You've just mentioned her fitness area over in Kilmessen and the whole lot. Like, and you know, um, such an integral part of the Dunshockland club, and emulated her brothers by winning an, uh, a, a Leinster title back in two thousand and seven with Dunshockland and Royal Gales. And she was never, you know, the sister of. Dennis and and Richie and Kevin and whatever she she stood out in her own right you know she was she wasn't playing second fiddle to them she was up there she was as influential in the club as as those lads were and you know um, when people mentioned the Keeley name around Dunchoclin you know she wouldn't be third or fourth on the list she'd be up there with Richie and Dennis and Kevin um, as being uh, on a par which is incredible as well considering you know how ladies football was second rate for so long and whatever she's always been up there as being you know one of the famous we'll say players from Dunshockland and Royal Gales 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's probably the most decorated family in Dunshockland, the Keelys, really. Yeah. And as you say, like they've they've just won everything uh, across a multitude of grades and competitions and everything like that. And um, I mean, she's she's had a shorter life than than she probably should have. Um, but she's la- left that sort of legacy that we've spoken about as well. And in fairness, she represented me uh, probably in years in which that they were barren. But had it not been for the likes of herself and and a number of other players, maybe we wouldn't be enjoying the the days in which we're enjoying now with the Mead ladies, you know. Um, but yeah, just just incredibly sad, and uh, your heart would go out to her husband and and all the Keelys. I know they're a big family and they're a close knit, you know, tight bunch. Um, and and they're going to need each other obviously over the next um the next few weeks and months because it it'll be a tough time, Mickey. Yeah, really well, and and you mentioned her husband. Her husband, of course, is Michael um, Johnson, and and you know another man that played for Dunshockland. So when she was uh, uh, looking for a partner, she stayed within the club and was going to keep everything in house. And uh, of course, Michael's brothers Tommy and Anthony also played for Dunshockland as well. So it's it's just it's going to affect that whole Dunshockland community so much. And do you know what, the the outpouring of emotion from all across the county shows how well got. Maria and the Keeley family are um, and you know it was just massive to see everybody in the county um, paying their condolences to Maria as well Davey. Yeah yeah like it, it was, wasn't limited to Dunshockland or anything like that there was it wasn't even limited to actually the county of Mead I've seen tributes yeah. coming in from from different counties and all sorts of things so that just tells you how, how well known and how influential as you said she, she was um, across the board and um yeah just just extremely difficult you know for for everybody concerned yeah absolutely well from myself and davy and everybody at the we are me podcast we want to send our condolences um to all of the keely family and of course to uh her husband and uh, extended family and friends um davy i suppose we've already mentioned the dunchockling game let's just Go straight into it. Um, you know, it wouldn't be right to 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 pass by over the game having had so many of the Keely family involved in that game on Saturday. Um Dunshockland two eleven, St. Moog's one fifteen, um, one seven to seven at half time. Dunshockland losing out by a solitary point to the Wexford champions. And you know, um St. Moog's have to be given their, their dues as well. Um, you know, a really, really, really good outfit. Um, came up against the Dunshockland side who on the day didn't play terribly badly, uh, considering everything that was uh, going on and whatever. Um, and probably on the day, St. Moog's just uh, deserved the win. Um, and it was just going to be that sort of a weekend, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it was a terrific game of football. It was absolutely yeah. brilliant. You know, two teams kind of just going at it on the front foot and it was really refreshing and nice to see. Um, you're right, you have to pay Moogs their due because I, I think we and, and, and an awful lot of people were probably guilty of of not writing them off, but maybe you underestimating them a small bit, I would say, in the lead up to the game. Um, now they've got some great senior pedigree as well. I think they won a senior championship in the last decade and they were only relegated in 2021. Yeah. Um, so a bit like Dunshockland in that sense, you know, they bounced straight back up and they were a very decent side. Um, but they are backbone by a couple of better kind of hurlers, you know, in their clubs. Um, 
They were superb. And as you said, Dunshockland played quite well, maybe just not up to the usual high standard that we come to custom. But with everything that went on, like, it was funny because last week, the biggest issue that we had with it was the fact that they were going to probably have to, you know, get on a bus at seven or half seven and travel out. And that wasn't ideal either. But I don't think that was really the difference at all. I just think that the better team probably won on the day. Um, there were there were a few decisions that maybe Dunshockland Field went against them. Like I think Moogs hit 10 points from freeze. Um, now you could probably say that there was a little bit of slack you know, uh, tackling or whatever on Dunshockland's behalf. But some of those frees were probably of the soft variety. And the whole thing about Kinsella and McCarrick not starting um, was something that you know, I think will probably have a lasting effect on the game. I under, well, I I could see why the two guys weren't starting, and if the lads have, um, something set in stone, then that's fine. But the two guys are playing with their college on a scholarship, like they're contractually obliged to play. They played a college final during the week yeah. last week, um, and like I was surprised not to see them starting, and I think that had a big influence on the game. Kinsley came on at half time, he turned the screw. We didn't see McCarrick at all. Like they've been two of their most consistent performers all year. Um, I'm not saying for one minute that uh, Dunshockland thought that they might have had enough without them to, to beat the Mickey, but th- that was just one thing that it turned into a talking point. This was after the game or in the le- or just before the game, if you will. Yeah, well, we will be doing a full review of that game, um, and of course, Castletown's game against St. Abbans. Um, from last Saturday over on our Loyal Royals podcast. Davey did catch up with Paulie Curran, selector for the uh, Dunshockland team after that um, agonising loss to St Moog's by a solitary point. But as we said, pales into insignificance um, when you consider everything that the Dunshockland club went through um, over the course of last weekend. Um, but thank you to Paul Curran for, for giving David time after the game. Um, it mustn't have been uh, an easy thing to do. Um, David, what we'll do now is we'll, we'll move on to Castletown's Leinster Junior Final against St. Albans and um, uh, an historic win for Castletown, winning this one on a scoreline of 12 points to six. Again, we will have a full review of this over our, our Loyal Royals as well with interviews from Aidan Young, Damien Ginnity and Darren Finney um, after they lifted the Leinster Junior Championship Cup, Davy. 12 points to six, six points to three at half time. Never looked in doubt. They never looked like they were in trouble at all throughout this game. And they just march on. Castletown, what a story. It's amazing, Mickey. They, and you've kind of nailed it there. They never looked in doubt of losing it. And I think that has only really come this year with the bit of success that they've had in, I suppose, managing games. Like they never once looked like they were ever in trouble of, of relinquishing the lead or coughing up the, the lead or anything like that. It was just a really solid um, performance in which they managed the game brilliantly and got the scores they needed, defended heroically like they've done all season long. Uh, it's, it's a remarkable story. It's their third major title of the year. And what's more, they've only lost one game all year between league, championship and, and now Leinster campaign. Astonishing. Well, you could say it's their fourth because they did get club of the year as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, another title that they have for this year. And it really is. Castletown, the team that just keep on giving, um, which is absolutely brilliant. And again, as we said, full review of that over on our Loyal Royals podcast. Don't miss it because brilliant interviews with Aidan Young, 
Damien Ginnity and Darren Finney. Uh, just incredible stuff. And a possibility we'll know after next weekend, David, Davey, if they'll be facing off against the two Cliffords um, of Fossa, who play in the Munster final um, next weekend. Now, the probability is, is fairly high that it should be Fossa that come true. Um, but wouldn't it be amazing to see? Now, I know they've talked about this on the radio and whatever. I don't know if Castleton would would be just kind of like thinking about the the two lads. They'd be thinking more about getting the victory if they if, if they do end up facing off against Fossa. Yeah, I, I have this running joke with Aidan Young at the minute that, you know, he always says we'll get eyes on the opposition. And I asked him straight after the game, would they get eyes on, on the Cliffords and that? And he said they will. He says they're going to travel down and watch that monster final this weekend. And um, look at what an occasion that'll be. I mean, I was just thinking about it, like how many players... um you know, get the opportunity to say that they play against the likes of David Clifford or they will get the, the chance to, very few by the way, and very few Mead players I would say as well, it's just going to be such an unbelievable occasion and opportunity for them and listen, they've just free freewheeled throughout Leinster now you know, their main goal was achieved when, in winning the championship in Mead and they're playing without a bit of pressure on their shoulders now, so the, the, the performances are just sort of flowing, this will be absolutely no different than Listen, um, David Clifford's come up on, against an awful lot in his time. I don't think he'll come up against much of the likes of Evan Hoy and Owen Reid yeah. and a few of them fellas. It, it'll just 100%. be remarkable to see, but uh, what an occasion that promises to be. Yeah, we mentioned it's been an unbelievable journey. It really has. They've been to Wicklow, they've been to Carlo, they've been to Wexford, and now next weekend they're going to go down to watch uh, uh, Fossa in the Munster final in Cork. So literally, it has been a massive, massive journey for Castleton this year, and the journey will still continue after Christmas. I think it's the first week in Christmas, or first week in January, uh, that that game will be played, um, and we'll know who they will be facing off against uh, next weekend. Um, but for, for now... Head on over to our uh, Loyal Royals podcast and you'll get a full review of their Leinster final, their historic um, Leinster final. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clannard County Mead. Um, speaking of Leinster finals, um, Davy Mead have another team in an intermediate final next week. Of course, it is Trim who take on Bray Emmets in the Leinster Intermediate Hurling Championship final on Saturday at 1pm in Ockram. Um, again, like... We spoke about it last week. It's it's nearly like we're in dreamland. Like and, and Trimmer in dream, dreamland will be coming to their uh, one of their other hurling results in a few min- minutes time. But literally, you said it last week. A juggernaut is that even you know big enough to to describe Trim hurling at the moment? Yeah, it it absolutely is because since we talked last week, they've added yet another title. You know, an under twenty one yeah. championship added to their 
to their array and they were beaten Come. in the course of the football final as well, uh, narrowly enough by Dunham Rashburn, who absolutely pasted them in, in the group stages. And that was without the likes of James Murray in the final and everything. So it's it's just a club going from strength to strength. And I think they'll go into the game as heavy favourites. Listen, they'll be cautious of what happened to Dunchocklin um, as well. So I think that'll probably be a good... A reality check maybe for Trim going into the game. Not that they'll need it really, I would say, but um it's it's unbelievable. It is absolutely incredible. Um and it's such a great chance for for Trim to to basically put down a stamp on on I suppose Leinster now as well. Um Kilmessen, the last team to win a, a provincial title way back in the mid noughties. So um what an opportunity beckons for Trim. Yeah, it'll be absolutely incredible, and I, I doubt there'll be anybody going to uh, Centre Parks next weekend. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a good story. Actually, uh, sales director who who works with me is from Trim, and uh, he he deals a lot with the solicitors. Do you know who would be you know buying the houses and stuff like this? And there's a guy who uh, plays for Bray Emmets, right? And he's a solicitor with with one of the companies that that Glen Bay deal with. So he said what he's going to do is he's going to email him on Friday evening and insist that he meets him at 12 o'clock in his offices on Saturday and not let on that, you know, that <laughs> this is going on or whatever. And just see what he comes back with. Um, I can't think of the chap's name that plays a prey, but it, it, it'll be good. I'll you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah I do indeed. Uh, hopefully they're not listening to this, the, the Wicklow ones, uh, or else you've let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but of course, yeah, we want to wish... Trim the very best of luck next weekend. Taking on Bray Emmett's on Saturday at 1 p.m. in Ockram in the Leinster Intermediate Hurling Final. Incredible stuff from all the Mead teams this year. And Davey will get to it now in a moment. But one of the results that you mentioned was uh, Trim winning the under 21 Hurling Championship and completing a clean sweep of all underage A titles at Hurling for Trim this year. I've never heard the likes of it. Under 13, under 15, under 17, under 21. All done. Yeah, yeah. It just, but it's relentless and it's it's a constant conveyor belt, Mickey, like we were saying. And I think if you look at their senior team now, with the exception of maybe Toher and Douglas, most of them are products of what they've been bringing through over the last five or six years. And that's likely to continue now for the coming years as well. And um, it's ominous uh, I suppose it, they've set the bar so high now that other mead clubs just need to try and live with them um, it, it almost resembles the dominance that maybe Dublin enjoyed in, in I suppose Leinster and Ireland for a number of years as well and, and Trim are likely to probably establish a similar sort of strangle like grip on, on mead Ireland but it's it's brilliant at the same time, and I think it's it's only going to bode well for our county sides more so, um, that, as well as the club. I have to say, will, will I say it now? Uh, yeah, feck it, I will. Split trim in two. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, incredible <laughs> stuff, incredible stuff, and we will get to that result in just a moment because we are moving on to the club results now. So we're going to start with the under twenty B. Um, Football Championship semi-finals that were played on Saturday just gone by, Davy. Um, Waterstown two eight, Dundry two seven. Um, a one point victory there for Waterstown. That game played in Waterstown, so maybe home advantage had a, a say there. And then in Drumcondrath on Saturday, it was Nobberkilmain and Wood one goal and nine. Drumcondrath Mead Hill eleven points. Both semi-finalists uh, or both finalists winning their semi-finals. 
by a solitary point. Incredible stuff for for um, the under twenty B football championship. And there's a good story in that. Obviously, Waterstown are going to play Nobber and Kilmainham Wood now in the final. Sean Carlin, who manages the Nobber and Kilmainham Wood amalgamation, is a newly appointed coach to the Waterstown senior team for next year. So his last act of managing his home club in Nobber and Kilmainham Wood is going to be coming up against Waterstown, who he's going to be joining forces <laughs> with in, in a matter of weeks. Um, so that's going to be really interesting and, and a nice little subplot to that final. And just as you mentioned that, another one of our uh, Loyal Royal podcasts this week will, of course, be the managerial merry-go-round. We did it about three weeks ago, and I think there was over half of the clubs in Mead looking for uh, managerial uh, teams. Since then, there's been even more teams looking for uh, um, uh, manager uh, management teams. And uh, but a good few positions have been filled, so we'll be doing that this week, and we will run through it. So um, do look out for that managerial merry-go-round podcast. It's always a bit of entertainment in that one. Um, so th- thanks for reminding me by bringing that up against between Waterstone and Nobber. Um, in the let me see in the cool right under twenty D football championship, um, it was the final played last Friday night, and it was Rat Kenny. 215, Jenkins 10 Gales, six points. Rampant Rakenny winning that one by 15 points, Davy. Um, you know, maybe that Rakenny side were a little bit strong for Division D of the under 20 championship. Yeah, I think so. And listen, the, the final score probably proves that we've seen some of the talented players that they're bringing through at the moment, the likes of the O'Hares, Adam Byrne, Davy Curtis, you know, who all featured strongly for the Boyne Valley Regional and the Regional Championship, and they were the standout players, really. So, yeah, maybe so. It's hard to get the gradings right sometimes. I do get yeah, that. Um, absolutely. And obviously, Jenkinson is made up of two good clubs in, in Blackhall Gales and Manalvi, but uh, they had a great campaign as well. That not Take nothing away from them. And they kept Rakeni on us for probably 40 minutes of that game, but the, the couple of goals being hammer blows to them and, uh, you know, very good value for their victory and a nominous sign, really, I suppose, for what Rakeni are likely to produce maybe next year in his senior capacity. Yeah, when we were looking at this game last week, Davy, we said one thing that's going to be for sure is that there'll be goals in the final because Jenkinson Gales hit eight against Slane in their semi-final and Rakenny hit six against Clonda Gale. It didn't turn out that way. I think Rakenny had their homework done and said if we'd stop if we stop Jenkinson Gales from getting goals, we more than likely will win this. And that's what ended up happening in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And look, we we spoke about the the sharpshooters for Jenkinson last week, and they shared something like six six or seven or eight goals between them all. Um, great credit to Rakeni for their defensive duties on that. Now, again, you have to look to the O'Hares, Adam Byrne, lads like that. They're, they're superb footballers and and really well, strongly defensive minded. So, um, disappointed for Alan Nestor and Sean Duggan, who's um, who's who's last foray into uh to management has. Resulted in him getting in a plane and going to Australia now. So that's that's what that defeat has done to him. But yeah, <laughs> no, no shame in it. Uh, they, they did extremely well to get to that stage. There was a guy playing for Jenkinston Gales hit six goals, wasn't there, against Slane? Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, it looks like he was kept scoreless this week. So um, he, he probably used up his quota. So he did, um, hitting six goals in that semi-final. But look, Rakenny, rampant and really, really strong. Well done to Rakenny. Hard luck to Jenkinson Gales. And um, Mr. Duggan will enjoy Australia now after all that. Um, he's been banished to Australia, uh, as Davy said. In the under-20 football championship final, you alluded to this already, Davy, because Trim were playing against Dunbar Ashburn in this one. And Dunbar Ashburn uh, came away victorious in Dungani 
on Friday evening, three nine to two five, a seven point victory for Dunham Ashburn. Yeah, didn't didn't have it all their own way, but uh, listen, I'm sure they knew that coming into that that it would be a completely different test of what they faced earlier on. Uh, they had a four point lead up at the break, two four to one three. Uh, goals coming from Ian Byrne and, and Connor McKeown in that time. Um, and second half the. They, they kind of used their bench to to devastate the effect, really. When you're bringing on someone like Michael O'Sullivan, who we know lit up the minor championship this year in yeah. hurling and, and football, I think that illustrates the strength and depth that Dunham Ashburn have at their disposal. And a good friend of ours, Tom O'Connor, on the podcast was uh, obviously uh, to the fore with this. So he's he's done an extremely good job with this uh, group. And again, I think this is going to bode well for Dunham Ashburn. The fact that they've, they've backed it up by winning an under-20 championship, they've dominated... Well, I won't say dominated, but they've had a very uh, strong performance at minor level for a number of years now. With the fact that they're starting to do it at under twenty level, I think that's that's obviously going to bode well for their senior team as well. Yeah, Tom O'Connor, uh, what a year it's been for him! Uh, won a reserve championship, was it? And, yeah, a premier. Uh, yeah, yeah, premier reserve championship, and now uh, being involved with this under. 20 football team that won the under 20A uh, or under 20 Premier Division as we call it because there is an A Championship as well so well done to all the lads in Dunmore Ashburn there and um, they're going from strength to strength at the moment then Davey um, another uh, one of the ones that we mentioned already of course was the under 21 Hurland Championship final played on Sunday in Boards Mill between Trim and Killian Longwood and this was an 8 point victory for Trim 215 uh, to Killian Longwood's one goal and nine, and we said it already, completing the clean sweep of underage championships uh, for Hurland this year. What a phenomenal feat by uh, Trim. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, they did have, you know, some of the senior players on show, which were probably just key to them getting over the line. Now, as I said already, James Murray didn't feature, which uh, just, you know, illustrates how, how strong they are even without a player like that, but of which Joey Cole uh, hit six frees and there was two goals and a point from young Josh Harris as well. So um, a multitude of class and quality all over the pitch. Kyle Ennis obviously featuring too, another one of the mercurial minor talents from this year. So um, absolutely sensational performance. Credit to, to I suppose, Kaline Longwood. They did keep them honest for, for long parts of that game, uh, but Trim's quality just shone through in the end. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, just incredible stuff from Trim. Um, can anybody stop them? Just doesn't look like it. It looks like they're going to be, uh, you know, the dominant force in Mead hurling for the coming years. But um, when you're winning, I suppose there are the standard of hurling in Mead at the moment is excellent because over the last four or five years we have had different winners and whatever Trim or different finalists and stuff like mm. that. Trim won it twice, but didn't win it two times in a row and stuff. Um, and if Trim continue at the level they're going, that's going to bring up the um, the quality of hurlers in the other clubs because they're all going to know they're going to have to get to a certain level, you know, a certain bar to compete with Trim. So, um, and, and, and with this Leinster final coming ahead, um, you know, the one the tidy towns as well. Like, come on, like, seriously. <laughs> you, know, you, you know what's dominance when you're winning the tidy towns as well. It didn't happen like that in Minolte when they won the tidy towns. I think that was the only title that they could still boast, but uh, yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> Ouch. Ouch. I was I was gonna say, you know, with all the hurlers down there in trim, what's happening is they're going around and anybody who drops a piece of litter, they're sticking the hurl in, flicking it up and <laughs> whacking it into the bin for for target practice. Target practice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I know, incredible stuff. What a year it's been for Trim as a whole. And the, the Puka Festival and everything. It's just, Trim, mm-hmm. is, Trim is the epicentre of the world, it seems, at the moment. It's absolutely the, re- the real capital of me. Is that what you're getting at, Mickey? <laughs> don't ever. Don't yeah. ever. We'll, we'll, we'll never let them have that title. They'll never take that away from us, so they won't. But, uh, yeah, no, incredible stuff from Trim. And best of luck to them in the Leinster um, Intermediate Hurling Final next Saturday as well. So they've plenty to be uh, looking forward to. Davey, that's all of the results. We have a couple of fixtures uh, coming up on Saturday and, uh, well, on Sunday next. Sorry, on Saturday next. I was going to say Sunday. There's only one fixture. It's Nobber and Kilmaine and Wood against Waterstown in that under-20B football championship final, the one that we spoke about already. And, uh, you know... uh, how how do you go into that game as the Norbert Kilmaine and Wood manager, knowing that you're going to be in Waterstown in a few weeks' time, trying to get the same lads ready for training? Yeah, and, and to try and not injure them and uh, do it in the in the nicest possible way. Uh, yeah, look at it. It's a bit of a weird one for obviously Sean. He he's only going in as a coach, by the way, with Waterstown. He's not actually no, going yeah, in as the yeah. manager. Um, but but even so, it'll be a really good final by the looks of it. Like they they look like two evenly matched sides on paper. Um, their semi finals were really close run things. You'd probably side with Waterstown just because of the fact that they have such good young players at their disposal. But obviously, Nobber and Kilmaine and Wood being a two team thing. Kilmaine and Wood won a minor championship last year there'll be a lot of those fellas on the team. So I'd expect a really good game of football in that. Yeah, well, best of luck to both sides in that final, of course. Norbert Kilmaine and Wood, well, all three sides, actually. Norbert Kilmaine and Wood and Waterstown um, on Saturday. And the venue is to be confirmed for that one. I'm guessing it might be in Dungani, but we'll wait and see for that one. Do stay tuned to the Mead GA social media for, for an update on that one. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Meath. Davey, it's time to move on now to our lottos. Um, the clubs have been involved or in contact with you, I'm guessing. Yeah, uh, I've got a few. Um, and the first of those, Mickey, comes from the aforementioned Minolte, Um And their results from uh, Sunday night, the 4th of December, 6,400 euro of a jackpot. The numbers were 5, 7, 19 and 24. There were no jackpot winners. They had three match, three winners who collect 70 euro each. Uh, they were David Farley, Anne Casti and Francis Alwell. The special online prize of 50 euro went to Maria Moores. And next week's draw takes place on Sunday the 11th with 6,600 euro up for grabs there. 
Corte GFC are next up and results from last Friday night 11,900 euro of a jackpot wasn't won the numbers were 5, 6, 18 and 32 the five twenty euro winners were Deirdre Coyne, Michael Lina, Abby and Izzy Dunn, Morris Lynn, and Carol Walsh. The trolley dash finalists went to Ollie Thornton and we're back again with twelve thousand euro uh, next Friday night at cortingga.com forward slash lotto. Navarobani's um from the 29th of November. They had no winner of their jackpot. Uh, they had a whole host of match three winners, including Stephen McGowan, Cassandra O'Brien, Michelle Nordy, Jay Farrell, uh, Eileen Ward and Florrie McLaughlin. The numbers were 7, 15, 20 and 29. The next draw takes place tomorrow, Tuesday, the 6th of December, 6,650 euro. Drumbara. Uh, their results from last week, 5,200 euro of a jackpot, not one, uh, 11, 21, 26 and 27. The 30 euro winners were Karen McManus, Pamela Brady, Neve Monaghan, Amelda Burke and Paddy Gogarty. Castletown uh, from the 29th of November, 1,200 euro of a jackpot wasn't won. One, 11, 20 and 24. The lucky dip winners collected 30 euro each were Greg Meehan, Nisha Young, Mick Ward, sorry, Mick Wade, Pat McMahon and Rosary Smith. And uh, that is it for this week, Mickey. No bother. Davey, just judging by the voice on you there, it's crackling a bit. Now, you were at the Mead Race Day yesterday. Has it anything to do with that, I wonder? Today is Monday. We normally record on a Sunday, and I'm guessing that there might have been a few festivities yesterday. Uh, there were, but I actually think it's just a case of the good old man flu, Mickey. Um, so I'm actually happy to be getting out of the way now because it's going to be a pretty hectic few weeks to come. So, um, you know, deal with it now and hopefully be fresh and, and rare to go for Christmas. I think it's just a simple head cold. If it was man flu, Davey, you wouldn't be able to do the podcast. In fact, we'd be all around your bed at this moment <laughs> if it was the man flu. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah. You're, 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 you're fighting a brave fight there now, it has to be said. Uh, Davey, I just have the usual two. Uh, Centre Sounds Lotto takes place tonight. It's €1,400. Euro. If it's not one, it goes up to €1,500 euro next week. You can do it on Smart Lotto or uh, go to any of their social media pages and you get the link there. Um, by the time this goes out, the lot will probably have been done. If it's won, it'll be back to a thousand euro next week. So um, uh, do stay tuned for that one to their social media pages. But on the Simonstown end of things, last Friday, the draw took place. There was no winner. The numbers wrong were two, nine, 13 and 22. The jackpot was 1800 euro. The lucky dips were Michael McCabe, Miss Fox and Gary Alders or Gary Alder. Um, now, good listener to the podcast as well, our Gary. Um, the jackpot next Friday, uh, the 9th, will be 1850 euro and you can play it online. That's all Jelly had. The soccer season being over, he just doesn't even bother now with messages. Like, it's just, there you go, there's the details. Um, get over it and whatever. So, um, thanks a million, Jelly. Um, that's our lotto segment done. Dave, we will move on to our Instagram interactive. Have we had uh many people uh getting in contact with you yeah uh, a few in fion morris is the first and uh obviously one that didn't pop up on our results it's it's a little bit lower down in the unrage but kells under 15 hurlers win in division three of the championship great second half of the season eight games without a loss yeah great stuff um it, r- huge work being done over in kells um at, at both levels at both grades mm. um at underage level and uh yeah, they're, they're, they're really getting things right. I assume, by listen, I'm, I'm all for letting them be called Kells, as you know. Um, but I assume that was with Lock Crew. 
don't they don't they amalgamate with lock crew girls at, yeah. at, un, at underage level so um not sure but i'd imagine they're probably part of it as well um where are we so well, see just, that's yeah. probably that's probably the best name to call them then kells because they're not actually kells kells is, is the parish and that probably incorporates lock crew and whatever so um if we were to say saint gail column kill we'd be referring to the one club but by saying kells you could be referring to as many as seven clubs maybe is it mm, yeah good answer good good politics politicians answer that <laughs> um love it uh rian monaghan is next in and i love this he said castletown versus david clifford i'm afraid to break it to these lads but there's a lot more to fossa than david clifford but yeah um yeah. in a nutshell really absolutely yeah i'm sure his brother as well um it's, it's against the cliffords and clifford the dog probably as well um, yeah. <laughs> um but look do, do you know what wouldn't it be worse if they weren't coming up against them or, or or didn't have a chance to come up against them we don't know if foss are going to win that final next weekend the monster final it's a good chance there will but um one thing we do know is that castleton will be in that all ireland semi-final you know <laughs> exactly them. yeah which is incredible stuff um next one comes Cass- in sorry sorry did you hear what i just said there <laughs> castleton in the all ireland semi-final Who'd have thunk you'd ever be saying that? <laughs> That's class. It's absolutely mental. Class. Mental. Um, Farley said Castleton winning Leinster. I know we've talked about that an awful lot. So, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Just it, it's it just warms the cockles of your heart. Yeah, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Uh, Damien Farley said Kilmainham would nobber winning the North Mead Derby versus from Condrath and Mead Hill by the minimum in the under twenty B. Yeah, we were talking about that. Really, two good, really semi-finals, or two really good semi-finals, and um, you know they'll they'll have to do the same against Waterson. So they will, but uh, they've the bragging rights in North Mead, North Mead at the minute. They do indeed. Uh, Scott O'Leary said Brian Faulkner like a fine wine, better with age, even at forty. Um, I think he's doing him a little bit of a disservice there. I don't think he's just forty yet, but. Uh, another <laughs> the, goal another goal over the weekend I think uh, quality goal as well for Trim Celtic yeah he's not the first person to um, from Trim to be branded as being uh, 40 years of age or, or, or close to it Dave isn't that right <laughs> yeah unfortunately uh, where are we Brian, Brian Faulkner actually replies he said Sean Fitzgerald forgot he was playing soccer and got a yellow card for fisting the ball into the net <laughs> <laughs> Brian Fitzgerald, that's a, a name synonymous with uh, uh, with soccer, all right. So it is. Yeah, uh, Shawnee Fitzgerald, or Shawnee Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, big, Grady lump, said, big lump of a man. So he is. He is. He's a big. He's a stallion of a man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Noel Brady said Luke Dempsey telling Kells he was taking ear out and popping up in Longford. I said it at the time, Davey. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think in his defence, I think... No, he, no, you can't. Listen, 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 listen. Man listen. is indefensible. Uh, I think there's a guy going in with him in, in Kalu in Longford that will manage them for the two or three months that he's away in Australia. Right, right, um, right. The man could have went into Kells and managed Kells. I don't, I, don't, I, yeah, I think they were a little bit annoyed initially about it, and that's understandable, but I think they have kind of seen the, the light at the end of it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It. It's a measure of the man, really, isn't it? Oh, Mickey, can't be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Are we sorry? Richie Judge said Trim's domination of hurling at all codes. What's in the water in St. Lomans? And before yeah. you answer that question, a Trim man did reply, I won't name him, but he just replied, Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Guinness runs true in, 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 in Trim. Um, there's some good Guinness in Trim actually now if you're when you're talking about it, but um, yeah, maybe Guinness is good for you. Yeah, Dylan Buckley hurling. said, uh, Trim have won every hurling championship from under 13s up. Yeah, we mentioned that already. It's just phenomenal. Uh, what a year! Um, and the year still goes on with the senior team, uh, going to the uh, Leinster final. Like, it's just that's oh, just ridiculous. Um, Speaking of what I, a year, Tom, Tom O'Connor said, Dunham Rashburn under 20s, he's had some year of it as well. Yeah, yeah, we said that as well. You know, Tom has just been brilliant. Um, you know, he loves his club. Um, or loves his clubs. clubs um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, you got that wrong. Um, but look, in, in fairness to him, you can't take it away from him. He's had a hell of a year, and uh, Dunham or Ashburn have had a hell of a year. And you know, it's it's. I suppose when you look at the size of Dunham or Ashburn club and the amount of players and everything they had, it's only right that they're competing in these finals. Um, and it's probably about the right time that they started dominating and. They had they they when they, when they come up from intermediate whatever it was 10, 11 years ago whatever it was, um we did think that they were going to be the next big thing, and they just they just whatever for whatever reason they lost a couple of finals and whatever but they were never able to get over the line. Maybe now is their time, and, and mm. they could be the team that could be uh, coming at the heels of Summerhill and uh, Rathout and uh, the other pretenders for the championship. Absolutely. Uh, the last one comes in from Jack Walsh, and he said Rogers taking the reins in Finn Harps. Serious appointment, that. Unbelievable appointment, and Finn Harps will be uh, over the moon with that appointment. Davy, what do you think? Yeah, he's actually he's got a got a decent background. He had an unbelievable career as a player, um, and I think he's been involved with Nottingham Forest and Liverpool at academy level as well. So that's some appointment there. I think Division One aren't they starting next year? So. Uh, yeah, big job for him, but with Jack Walsh behind him, you know, he's on the right track already. Yeah, yeah, he might even give Jack a, a call and whatever, but Finn Harps is just, you know, like, they're, they're all the way up there, like, it must be, it must be terrible. Play, yeah? yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, like, it's way up there and whatever, like, travelling for games, like, going to Cork to play Cork and stuff like that, it must be an awful um, uh, hardship to, to be like a Finn Harps sentence, player. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was talking to... I was actually talking to Declan, uh, uh, Declan Boner, or we call him Bonner, but up in Dundee, yeah. they call him Boner. And I was talking to him last week, and he was telling me about how he used to play for Donegal, obviously, and but he mm. played for Finn Harps in, in for the last two months of the season when Donegal would be out of the championship. He'd play for Finn Harps for the last two months of the season. And I was saying to him, "You wouldn't get away with that these days. There's not no. a chance." And whatever, and uh, he he was saying is going to Finn Harps and that it's a great appointment and that they've they've got great high hopes going into uh, the 2023 season so that'll be an interesting one yeah absolutely Sinead for Instagram Interactive Sinead for Instagram Interactive well look we want to wish Trim the very best of luck in their uh, Leinster Intermediate <coughs> final next weekend um, on Saturday when they face off against Bray Emmets um, well done to Castleton uh, and winning their Leinster Junior final and commiserations to Dunshockland and our condolences, of course, going out to the whole Keeley family um, and to everybody in Dunshockland and to all of Maria Keeley Johnson's family and friends.